Good afternoon. That's hard to teach a preacher to say that. They're so used to saying good morning. Am I on, Jeremy? All right. Well, happy 2021. If you will open your bulletin there, you'll have the texts that we're going to be talking about today. We're going to uh, read them together. So, or they might be up here. I don't know. But if you have them here, you can, you can join me. The first text that we're going to look at is from Jeremiah 29, 11, A great text for the first Sunday of the new year. Let's read together. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you and a future and a hope. Do you think we can use that in 2021? Yeah, I guess so. And the second one is from 1 Chronicles 7. And you've heard it before too. It's God's promise to us. Let's read it together. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Is that a word for America today? Is that a word for the church today? Is that a word for Christians like us today? Yes, it is. Well, the disciples were, were interested in, well, well, you talk about praying, and Jesus prayed all the time. What are we to pray? How are we to do that? And so he gave them a model for prayer. It's more than a model for prayer. Sometimes I've heard people say, oh, you don't need to pay much attention to that. It's just a model for prayer. No, this is the prayer. This is the prayer. And let's pray it together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses and sins as we forgive those who trespass or sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then uh, people later added that doxology at the end. Very important, but it's not included in the biblical text. Well, we're hoping for a happy 2021. Are we not? I mean, we say that all the time. We're hoping for that. It's been a, been a tough year. Well, what will happen? Well, none of us know. Uh, it may not be as good as what some people are saying. You know, some people say it's off to the races. It's going to be great. I hope so. But then it might not be as bad as what others are saying. Some are saying that that, that roaring stock market is going to tank, you know, and COVID's going to kill us all. But, but whatever happens, God is still in charge. Will you stand with me? God is still in charge. That's right. And God is good. Would you say that with me? God is good. In fact, the scripture says his steadfast love never fails. His mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Incidentally, that's one of the reasons you should say good morning when you get up in the morning is because his mercies are new every morning. Something to look forward. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Can I have an amen to that? Amen. Yeah. Well, the message that God gave his people in Jeremiah 29, 11, 
as I said, is still going to be true in 2021. I know, says the Lord, I know the plans that I have for you. That should give us some comfort, huh? I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you. That sounds like Christmas hasn't even come yet. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. We're scared. We're, something disastrous is going to happen to us. Plans to give you a future and a hope. You know, let's, let's be honest, though. God's people haven't always enjoyed the blessings that the Lord planned for them. Did you hear what I said? God's people haven't always enjoyed the blessings that the Lord had planned for them. Why is that? That's because we are too often we've ignored the Lord. We've ignored Him. We've gone our own way. We've rejected Him. We've dismissed Him. We've disobeyed Him. We've even thought, well, it must be from the, a blessing from the Lord. I, I mean, it's probably going to be you know, some twinky thing, you know? How foolish that we are. How stubborn that we are. We reject God's way in favor of our own way because we think our way is going to be better. How does that end up for us? It always ends in disaster, doesn't it? In fact, in the Proverbs, I'm glad you're studying the Proverbs. In the Proverbs it says, there's a way that seems right, but its end is death. Anybody here tried that way and figured that out? Yeah. We have, haven't we? We do it all the time. We reject God's way in favor of our own, which ends badly for us as individuals, and it ends badly for us as a nation. Does it not? Yeah, we're living it. But the good news for 2021 is that the Lord refuses to abandon his people. He refuses to abandon us, no matter how we mess up. He keeps calling us back, and by his grace, we respond. You know, you can't respond to the Lord unless he gives you his grace to respond. So even our response comes from him. In Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 7.14, the Lord tells King Solomon, If my people, that's us gathered here right now, who are called by my name, that's critical, how, how, what an amazing blessing that is, that God would place his name on us, will humble themselves and pray and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, I will heal their land. Oh Lord, we need you to heal America. More so than ever in the, in the course of my lifetime. We need that. Well, notice again, this promise is not written to non-believers. It's not written to all the Tom, Dicks, and Harrys out there. It's written to God's people. It's written to God's people. It's written to us. Listen carefully. God has placed the responsibility for the healing of America in 2021 on us. He's placed the responsibility for the healing of America on us. We can't just walk away and watch the world burn. The healing of America is our job. And he's given us the authority and he's given us the means to do that. 
Well, let's look back at this verse again. How do we do that? How do we begin? Well, it says the first thing, we humble ourselves. We humble ourselves. We quit pretending. We quit, we quit pretending that we're something that we're not. We quit pretending that our way is better than God's way. Humility is actually an accurate self-assessment. God is the creator. We are the created. God is infallible. How about us? No, not so much, right? We mess up every day. Everything that we have, including our next heartbeat, our next breath, is a gift from God. And we haven't done anything to deserve any of these gifts that he lavishes on us day by day by day. So what's the right response to these abundant gifts that come our way? Humility. Humble thanksgiving. To walk out the door and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for all the gifts that come my way. Now the second thing that we do it says here in the Lord's word to Solomon, through Solomon to his people, we pray. We're people of prayer. All the old saints all agreed on one thing. I didn't pray enough. If you have one regret over the course of your life, what would it be? I didn't pray. I didn't pray nearly enough. When we pray, we draw near to God. We draw near to Him, and He invites us to draw near to Him. We talk it out with the Lord, whatever it is. And we can complain, and we can scream, and we can bellyache before Him. We can do all that. But we come to Him. We come to Him. Instead of launching out on our own, or trying to do it on our own strength and wisdom, what a mess we make when we do that. What a mess we make. The old hymn writer wrote, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to him in prayer. Well, we pray. And the third thing that we learn from this verse is that we repent. We repent. And to repent means to change direction. Means I was walking away from the Lord and now I'm going to turn around and walk towards the Lord. I'm going to follow the Lord. Instead of running away from Him, I'm going, to, I'm going to follow where He leads me. I'm going to ask Him to forgive me day by day by day. And I'm going to make it my aim to obey Him in all things. I'll fail, but I make it my aim to do what He wants me to do rather than getting Him to do what I want Him to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. If we'll do these things, then God gives us four promises. The first thing He promises is that He will hear us. He will hear us. And then He will forgive us and cleanse us. You know, only God has the power not only to forgive but also to cleanse. If we'll confess our sins, he's faithful and just, not only to forgive our sins, but to purify us from all of our unrighteousness, just as if we had never sinned. It's a daily shower, a daily bath, that we can take it morning by morning, every day, moment by moment. That's God's gift to us. How incredible. But how do we go about this, how do we go about this prayer thing? 
people get kind of freaked out by prayer and they're afraid to but it's really not that big uh, it's really not that difficult the disciples were blown away by the way that Jesus prayed as they watched Jesus pray they had never seen anybody pray like he did it says that he often got up early in the morning and went out to a lonely place to pray commune with his father tells us that he did nothing without that connection with his father he did nothing in his own power he was always in that direct connection with his father so his disciples asked him rabbi will you teach us to pray like that will you teach us to pray get this if you want to thrive in 2021 no matter what circumstances may come your way prayer is where you start if you want to thrive in the new year no matter what your circumstances are no matter how old you are how young you are if you want to thrive prayer is the place we must start are you with me here or am I by myself okay well there's how, here's how Jesus teaches us to pray teaches us to pray our Father in heaven our Father in heaven you know the devil takes everything that, that, uh, that God gives and he tries to, tries to um, trash it and vandalize it so he wants to trash the word Father okay take it away from us but the name father isn't some kind of archaic term of, of patriarchal oppression. It's just the opposite. The term father is a term of intimacy. It's a term of trust. The word that Jesus is using is papa. Papa or daddy. Dependency, trust, love. Note that he says our father. Our father. That means we are brothers and sisters, right? Yeah, God is our Father, our Creator, our Provider, the one who defends us, ransoms us from sin, loves us with His steadfast love that never fails, even when we mess up. Let's make it our aim in 2021 to draw near to our Heavenly Father. He promises us, if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Don't be afraid of Him. Go to Him seek him he's beckoning you he promises that if we will seek him we will find him his purpose is for us to know him for him to be our best friend and to experience the power of his love and to enjoy him forever did you know that that's God's purpose for you to enjoy him forever well, the second thing that Jesus said was, Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. You know, there's only one place in the universe where God's name is not hallowed. Only one place where it's not honored as holy. And that's in the hearts and the mouths of human beings. How amazing that God would be so patient with us. 
How incredible that God would, the most holy God, would allow sinful lips like yours and mine to not only know his name and speak his name, but use it to cry out to him in time of need. That's why God gave us his name. So we could call out to him, Daddy, help! And he could respond to us. Well, let's make it our aim in 2021 to treat God's name with absolute honor and respect. And if you're having trouble with that, ask God to help you. But it's imperative. You cannot misuse God's name and expect him to answer your prayers. You can't misuse God's name and expect to have any kind of witness to the world. You must treat his name as sacred. Let's praise God for who he is. When we use his name, let's use his name to praise him and thank him. He's kind. He's loving. He's faithful. He's true. He's gracious. He's merciful. He's generous. You know, one of the best ways to pray is just to repeat God's attributes. Heavenly Father, you are gracious. You are kind. You are loving. You are faithful. You are all-powerful. Let's use every word and action in this world while we have breath to bring God glory. And then Jesus said, prayed, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Imagine if that were to happen in the world. God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, Martin Luther said, God's will is certainly done without our praying for it. Would you agree with that? God's will is done. We don't have to pray for God's will. It, it happened. But when this prayer, we're asking that it be done in us. I want it to be done in us, in me. Do you want God's kingdom to come in America this year? Do you? Do you want God's kingdom to come in America? Yeah, I do. How about God's will to be done? Would you like God's will to be done? Do you trust God enough to say, I want your will to be done? I trust you more than the Republicans. I trust you more than the Democrats, you know, more than the capitalists or the socialists. I, I trust you. I trust your will. I think that's what we really want. I hope so. I hope that's what you trust, because that's the only hope we have, brothers and sisters. That's our only hope, is that God's will be done. You see, doing things our own way haven't worked out so well for us. And then Jesus said, give us today our daily bread, our daily bread. Now, daily bread includes everything we need to thrive. So sometime this week, make a list of everything you need to thrive. All right. How about air? How about water? Up here, you probably want to include snow. Okay. Security, significance. Food, clothing, safety, health, good climate, good government. You know, and we don't create any of these things. We don't pop them out of nothing. They come as gifts from God. God has gifted each of us with time and talent and treasure. You have time, you have talent, and you have treasure. Growing up means using these gifts to bless God and to bless the world around me. To enjoy these gifts and use them and share them with others. You can't outgive God. 
The more you pour out, the more you pour out, the more God can pour in. So in 2021, let's make it our aim to be thankful and generous. Give us this day our daily bread so we can share it with others. Isn't that what the manna story was about? And then finally, not finally, almost finally, forgive us our trespasses and sins as we forgive those. Forgive us our trespasses and sins as we forgive those who trespass or sin against us. Think about this. How much pain and suffering in our world is caused by people refusing to forgive each other? How much pain and suffering is caused by people refusing to lay down their resentments, their revenge, refusing to forgive? Let me give you a picture. Refusing to forgive is like walking around with a dead skunk in your pocket. You know, it makes you and everyone else around you miserable. That's what, that's what unforgiveness is. It cuts you off. It cuts you off from fellowship with God. Your unforgiveness cuts you off from fellowship with the people that you love. It's like having too many windows open on your computer. It doesn't work. Unforgiveness poisons love. It poisons joy. It poisons peace. It stinks. It blocks God's ability to answer your prayers. Unforgiveness is the ultimate hypocrisy. Ultimate hypocrisy. Now, it's not easy to forgive. If you're having trouble forgiving someone who has hurt you deeply, let me help you out. Choosing to forgive someone who has hurt you deeply never justifies the wrong that they did. And sometimes people are afraid to forgive. They don't want to forgive because how can I tell, how can I say what he did was right? No, what he did would always always be wrong. Choosing to forgive never justifies the wrong someone did, but it puts judgment and retribution in God's hands. It turns that person over to God and says, you're God's problem, not mine. Payback, justice, belongs with the Lord, not us. Because he's the one that can do it right. And he's the one that can do it without hurting anybody else, except for his own son. You see, God has already judged sin when he gave the life of his one and only son, on the cross and all the retribution for all the sins of the world fell on him and they were paid in full when he said it is finished Jesus told us to pray for our enemies and he showed us how when he prayed on the cross for those people that were crucifying him who didn't know what they were doing except some of them did know what they were doing. And he prayed, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And when Jesus prayed that prayer, he was praying for you. 
And he was praying for the wicked things that you've done. And he was saying, Father, forgive him. Father, forgive her. She doesn't know what she's doing. And he was standing up for you. And he paid the penalty for you and for all of us. Refusing to forgive will rot your soul. It will rot your soul. It will kill you. It will destroy your family. And it's destroying our world. And a lot of the pain that we see in our world is rooted in refusal to be forgiven and refusal to forgive. But choosing to forgive will heal your soul. It will actually heal your soul. And oftentimes it will heal your physical diseases. If you will forgive, you will be healthier. It will bring light and life to the world. To the world. So in 2021, let's take a daily shower of confession before the Lord for our own sin, and then let's pass it on and forgive others as the Lord has first forgiven us. And then finally, Jesus prayed. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We have a real enemy, and it's not flesh and blood. We have a real enemy. And the devil and the evil spirits that, that, uh, that are out there, principalities. The Bible tells us that God tempts no one. But we are tempted by our own sinful nature to turn our back on God and disobey Him and go, on our, go our own way and try to save ourselves. But Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane that His Father would excuse Him from the temptations that were before Him. Father, let this cap, cup pass from me. But the Father re refused. The Father refused. Instead, the Father gave him the strength to endure the cross. But that strength came only as he prayed. And the Lord will have us go through some trials too. It's a very difficult trials. And we'll ask the Lord to take them away. And sometimes he says no. No, I need you to go through this. Not for your sake, but for the witness that you will be as you go through it. Sometimes people say, why is the Lord doing this to me? Well, you wouldn't understand if I told you, but it doesn't have much to do with you. It's about the witness that you're going to be as you endure this in Jesus' power. There will be many things ahead of us in, in 2021 that might end up being a mighty struggle beyond our strength to endure, beyond our wisdom, beyond our faith. And every day the devil, the world, and our sinful flesh is going to tempt us to, to quit. To quit. To give up. Going to tempt us to say, I don't have time to pray today. I'm too busy. Or oh, it's embarrassing to pray. I have to admit how, how weak I am. Oh, really? Oh, prayer doesn't work. I don't think prayer works. You have to do it yourself. All kind of temptations will come our way. You know, you might survive without praying, but you will not thrive. You will not thrive. And if you want to thrive in 2021, you'll need to get on your knees and pray. You'll have to make prayer 
a bigger part of your life. A bigger part of your life. You'll have to cry out for help. You'll have to praise the Lord. You'll have to be thankful. Prayer is the battlefield where faith becomes strong. Do you want your faith to grow? Then pray. Fervent prayer reminds us of two things. Fervent prayer reminds us, one, how weak we are, and two, how powerful God is. How weak we are, how powerful God is, and that's the key. Jesus has already conquered all this stuff for us on the cross. So let's make 2021 a year of prayer for the sake of America, for the sake of our families, for the sake of our church and our witness for Him in the world. Let's make prayer the first place we go, not the last place. And let's get familiar with this prayer that Jesus taught us because it covers the whole gamut of what we need. I'm going to say each petition, I'm going to have you repeat it after me and think as we do of what we've talked about. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. Forever and ever. Amen. In 1855, Pastor Joseph Scriven wrote a poem to comfort his dying mother. It begins with these words. What a friend we have in Jesus. I used to ask my mother to sing that to me when I was a little boy. And I was troubled and I had some troubles as a as a little boy and so she would stand in the hallway outside my room at night and sing that song I invite you to join the team as we as we sing it together it's a hymn about prayer